1: to Crunching Gears, the rally podcast, season two, episode two. Connor, you're welcome once again. Kevin, thanks a mill. Delighted to be here. Excellent, excellent. So last weekend we had the Monte Carlo rally. Um, not maybe the most exciting rally that there ever has been, but you know you can't take it away from Sebastian Ogier. What a man.
2: Um, Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Ogier, what a man. My hesitation is over... Do we slag off Monty or not? Look, you've, you've got, you know, OJ was there to win the event, which he did nine times. You know, he he's he's world champion. He's in a class of his own. There's nobody could touch him. It's tarmac event. It was a clean tarmac event. There was no snow, nothing like that. You know, it was a good tarmac rally. It maybe didn't have the excitement because the weather wasn't there. Still a damn decent event. Um... You know, so I, I don't know. I, I think people are being harsh. You know, I did see a few comments online where everybody was, you know, the, the comment was last year there was complaints from the calendar came out. There were so few tarmac events on the calendar. And then we got one and everybody's like, oh, that was boring. You know, so <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a bit harsh. I, I thought I enjoyed Monty. Yeah, we didn't have the excitement that, that, you know, the ice and the snow brings. I still thought it was a good event. Yeah, I have to say there
1: has a few clips surfaced there over the last few days and the commitment of the drivers through you know it's a fast station but there's few wee toss and turns in it things like that and the kahudas of some of the drivers it's just it's a sight to be seen like that's the kind of thing that needs to be shown on you know the, the big screen
2: absolutely look the, the 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 live action and the way w look wrc plus i love it i think it's great but you know the from a logistics point of view, they can't have roadside cameras, you know, at all the positions and capture all the stuff. So we see all these lovely edited clips afterwards that make the event look absolutely phenomenal. Um, now, if we went back to the, you know, a few years ago where you just had your nighttime review shows where all of that stuff could be packed in. Yeah, the monthly would have looked damn incredible. Mm-hmm. But with the live action stuff that WRC Plus gives us, it's not as exciting, but it is exciting if you're standing there. Or when you, as you say, when you see those clips afterwards, the you know, phenomenal the speeds and the commitment in those cars at the moment just incredible. Between you know the rally one guys and the rally two guys, it's just nuts.
1: Yeah, and like yeah, we're probably almost overloaded. You know, it's
2: like they're all live. You know, and
1: like because it's so instant and so accessible that, you know, we can dip in out anytime. whereas before, as you say, we were getting around up at the end of the, the, the day or, you know, the following week or whatever. <laughs> so to have that uh, that facility, to have it there, it's fantastic. It really is. And we, know, we can't note that, in fairness.
2: Yeah. Now, look, all live is great. It just can't cover everything. Yeah. It's just not feasible. But my goodness, the access it does give us, we, we could only have dreamt of that, you know, 10, 15 years ago. It's just mm-hmm. nuts.
1: Yeah, well, they, and they, well, I'm, I'm pinching pension in on both of us here, but in our youth, we had teletext or C-facts or whatever, you know, so what can we say? Um, you know, there's no point else us, you know, they sick and what happened and Monte. you know, anybody's listened to this, I'm sure has a fair idea. OJ dominant, Evans, I think Evans had a very good rally.
2: Listen, Evans would have been there, would have been a a, a Toyota podium lockout if um, Evans hadn't had the puncture. I thought Evans was packing for him. He, he's got a grip of that car, or they've got that car tweaked to Evans' style he struggled all of last year he just couldn't get comfortable in the Rally 1 car mm-hmm. but it looks like he's got it and I'm going to be you know he, he's in for if, if, if that's the case he's in for a phenomenal year I think we'll see Evans as we saw him a couple of years ago when he was challenging OJ for, for that championship
1: Absolutely absolutely. and you know the uh, you know the champion from 2022 Shelley Rovenpere you know looked in mighty good form there at the end of the weekend so and like probably
2: his least favorite service Starlight um he looks comfortable there, doesn't he least favorite service and I want to say least favorite event he doesn't seem to be mad on the Monty
3: mm-hmm.
2: um certainly wasn't a fan of the nighttime stages uh so you know and he he just bedded himself in nice you know no panic no stress no pressure on him mm-hmm. and he just built up the speed over the weekend and he he was phenomenal then Saturday afternoon and Sunday
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and he probably hit the nail in the head. I hear him saying on Sunday afternoon about, you know, he didn't realize how much cleaning of the road, even in tarmac, like you're doing as well, too. So, like, all those things are all playing. And then, you know, around the Arm Johnson sitting on with Takamoto, like, the and some strong performances over the weekend, it bodes well for the rest of the year there as well.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no, he had a great run. He really did. And I was delighted to see him out in the Full Works car, considering he's sharing. You know, the, the, the Rally 1 entries with OJ, mm-hmm. so I was delighted that the team um, had him out uh, in a full Rally 1 car. And I'm going to jump very quickly. I think that's where Hyundai missed a trick. Yeah. Breen yeah. should have been out in the fourth car. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't get why he wasn't. You know, he was back in the team, having never driven the Rally 1, um, what do you call it, Uh Hyundai, yeah. 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, they should have used that as a test event, considering the restrictions there are on the test days. It would have been, uh, you know, sensible to have him in there.
1: Yeah, and the, the data I could have collected, you know, uh, even put him out there as a test mule just to give him yeah. the mileage in the car. You know, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah,
2: he did, he didn't need to go for points or anything. It just would have been purely a test run, trial different settings, try different whatever. Let him get used to the car and then try out, uh, you know, settings for the other guys as well. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think they missed a trick,
1: for sure, for sure. Like Terry Neville, you know, we all know he's a class act. Uh, he was
2: the only guy that sort of threatened to get, you know, to, to nip at the Teotas really, you know. Well, like it's his car, you know, yeah. it's been built around. We all know that the team, you know, have more or less admitted it. And if you've you've heard uh, uh, Andre Damo being interviewed since he's left the team, he clearly admits that the car is built around Neville. So I would have been a bit concerned if he hadn't been up there challenging. But I, I'm kind of a little bit out of a loss since the event's been over. Neville and the team have said, yeah, well, look, we came to the event with the car set up for a traditional Monty where they were expecting snow in the mountains. But it was clear from, you know, four or five days out that the, the long range weather forecast was not showing that. So why they still had a car on Thursday on the start ramp set up for snow. And I, I don't I haven't a clue.
1: No, And like, you think back to a few years ago, if never, Spain was you know gravel and the tar event were able to change the car from gravel to tarmac set up you know within an hour or whatever it was you know how can they not fine-tune like a a tarmac specification from a snow set up to like a you know a a dry tar a a beggar's belief that that explanation um the castani and uh labby were so far off you know where Neville was it's it's yeah it it has to be a concern
4: really
2: Absolutely. Both of them lacked confidence in that car and very much so, sort of. He really wasn't uh, uh, just not comfortable at all. And it's not like he was on the limit. He just wasn't comfortable. It was concerning to to see his lack of... He wasn't enjoying that at all. And and again, you know, a little bit concerned there. You know, he was only coming back to the team if they were going to give him a few more dr- events, you know, than, than previous year and that he could challenge for. You know decent points in the championship or mm-hmm. a decent place in the championship. Um, so again, little concerned that he started the way he started this year, yeah,
1: that's for sure, for sure. And like you know, Latvia, yeah, is his first event, so you know, we can only hope that he, was suppose, closes the gap to Terry now at this stage, you know. Uh, M Sport, you know, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> Tannock showed in the power stage, you know, but at no stage did he look to be comfortable with the car. You know, there was nobody who was really on the door handles. There's, there's more to come there, isn't
2: there? There is. There is. Like, you know, again, when we spoke to um, Jamie McMillan there in, in our um, preview for Monty, you know, Jimmy has admitted that, you know, the team still have to get a final solution in place for for that extra tyre wear from, you know, the lack of downforce, et cetera, in the car. The understeer, basically. That's part of the problem. The other thing was that they seem to be lacking a bit of you know top end grunt. Uh, they don't seem to have the same power as 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 you know the Honda and definitely mm-hmm. not the Toyota. Um, you know, Labby, sorry, not Labby. Apologies, Tanic. Tanic pushed on the very last stage when he didn't have to save tires. Mm-hmm. So you know the, the issue needs to be sorted around the, the the tire wear because that's what's what's really holding them back.
1: And the, you know we probably should say, you know, we're probably not giving Toyota enough credit. Like, they have developed that car over the Wonder as well. Like, the Hyundai at the end of last season was the tarmac car. Like, Toyota could have locked out the top four places of things that have fell their way this weekend. Like, that's that's fantastic. Maybe not fantastic for the jumpers, but fantastic from a Toyota team point of view that the four drivers are, you know, comfortable in the car, driving well, and the car's good.
2: Yeah, listen, Toyota got a black eye in Japan. And they certainly seemed determined on the Monty that was not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. They came with the new aero and engine upgrades. And, you you know, clearly the the the, the best car out there by a mile. Sure,
1: for sure. And then Rally 2, you know, like, you know, we keep hearing, you know, this has to be the category. Rally 1, spectacular, you know, all the bells and whistles. But,
2: Yeah.
1: There was ten cars, nine cars. You know, if you, it's not fair to disregard the, the third driver in the M Sport car. But like, never I can't remember how many rally two cars started Monday. Like, and the top twenty cars was many stages were covered by less than a minute. That's you know, it almost seems like a no brainer to go down that route.
2: Absolutely, I, I think you know from from all the things that we're saying are wrong about the sport, the lack <laughs> of manufacturers, the cost, the rally ones, etc. The rally two route really is the way to go. You know, give the, the that that should be where the future of this sport lies, mm-hmm. and put big arrow on them. Get the manufacturers involved, make it a sensible price. We can maybe have five or six manufacturers fighting it out there, which would be phenomenal. Yeah. Like <laughs> as it is, you know, we've already got rumors now of Hyundai, will they cut and run to, to F1 in two years' time? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, every time every time we make a step forward, we seem to be taking two back, almost.
1: Yeah, but you've already got, you know, Skoda, Citroen, M Sport, uh, you know, the Polo, still a force to you know, and like, uh, Hyundai, you know, you have five or six manufacturers there already, like, and that could be built upon, but anyway, <laughs> that's a whole, whole row for another night. <laughs> uh, you know, our own guys...
2: What can we say, like, I have to say, impressed by the two you know, the two crews? Ah, uh, listen, they you know, it was phenomenal for Josh and for Will, um, what do you call it, and, and Liam and John to get out there, um, to compete in Monty, you know, kind of dreams come true stuff. Uh, unfortunately. You know, for both of the crews, rally didn't go their way, but they seem to have had a great experience, seemed to have really enjoyed it, and you know, put in some great times when when everything was going smoothly for them. Yeah, like um
1: Josh in particular set, you know, in rally two category, set some, you know, top ten times. That you know, that's fantastic. That's a step forward from last year. So that has to be, you know, have to be, you know, your you know, have to give them credit for that. And then like uh Wool and Liam, that's you know, only their second time in the Rally two car at that level and like weren't a million miles off the pace so like that's fabulous really really is you know and then Eamon Boland and uh, Mick Morrissey you know just keep doing what they keep doing and do it with a smile on their face fantastic to see.
2: It is, listen you know it's great Eamon is out there flying the flag constantly and you know you could put your money on him for a good solid finish every time and
1: just, you know, as I say, they're out in the center, and it seems so unusual to not see him in a Ford because he's been yeah. a Ford now for so long. It <laughs> just, was just, just, the brain didn't compute it. Uh, speaking of Irish, I think uh, the weekend coming up now, we have Galway. It's so hard to believe that, that the season's already ready to start again.
2: I know it is. It, it It is ridiculous that it's come around so quickly. And uh, the beauty about it is lots of positives as well with it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the, the empty list there come out towards the tail end of last week, and that's, you know, 150 cars, I think, in for Galway. And, like, it's been years since we've had that kind of interest in Galway. Brilliant to see. And, like, there's a top 20 there that would be in any rally in the country or, you know, beyond that would be proud of it. Um, Nice to see a few new cars out. You know, uh, the likes of Catherine McCourt's own mm. Citroën. Um, Sam Moffat back in a you know a rally two car as well. Uh, one of the new Highland days as well. It's going to be interesting, you know how all these cars and you know the change of change of car will affect some of the drivers as well.
2: Absolutely, Listen, a Fantastic entry some really nice. Um, what do you call it, new machinery as well? Um, surprising who didn't even make it into the top ten yeah. <laughs> on, on a normal event. You would have, uh-huh. you know, it would have been would have been safely there. And again. You know, one of the most exciting battles is going to be Josh and Sam.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, when you get the likes of Andrew Purcell, who won Wexford last year, starting at number 11, you know, Robert Barrow, who comes second in the national championship last year, you know, uh, Patrick O'Brien, uh, Irish forestry champion, and like one of the great hope, you know, young bright hopes coming through, sitting at number 17, Jason Mitchell, number 18, you know, like, and like, and in fairness, there's nobody above them that probably shouldn't be there either. So that, that shows you the, the the strength and depth there, you know.
2: Absolutely. Um, like even there, you know, what do you call it? The, the, um, Patrick O'Brien, I'm mean, really excited to see. And, and yeah. again, as you say, Jason Mitchell as well. I'm really interested now in to see how they get on um, in Galway. And another man that's back out again is Declan Boyle. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. And then, you know, the modified, you know, top entry there as well. And the other one, you know, last year, you know, we were preaching to the converted probably here. But the historics, like, I think there's 20 starters or something in the historics. Like, that championship, once again, this year is just going to be phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I know. What do you call it? The historics is just improving. Uh, it's maturing. Yes. You know, it's like a fine wine, it's getting better <laughs> with, with age, but it is. Every year, just the historics just improves a little bit more and it becomes that bit more interesting. Again, I, I I really want to see a proper historic event or or a historic championship here, you know, standalone, like, you know, Killarney shouldn't be the only one.
1: No, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely, completely agree, because the interest there and the interest, interest is huge, you know. Um, So we thought we'd catch up with Kevin O'Driscoll. Kevin's the press officer for the Galway rally. And, you know, I started off by asking, it was hard to believe it was that time of the year again.
3: Yeah, it is. It doesn't seem long since the last one. Um, Although I haven't been at a rally personally myself since the Galway Summer Rally. So I'm actually, I probably can't wait for it at this stage, you know. Um, yeah, it's been been too long for me. But yeah, it is. But it's, it's the time of year. It's like, you know, the city season is over now. It's, this is where things get real again. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably the one attraction of a winter rally in, in Ireland, uh, I suppose you'd call it. So, you, you know, you get a nice early start in Galway. And, you know, Galway is his own character anyway. It's always been one of my favorites because even ever before I moved up here, because it's just the nature of it. It's just so different to every other rally that you're going to run because of the terrain and the weather that you get and everything else, you know, and it's because, the you know, the new toys are out for the start of the year. You know, that's what yeah, it's all about.
1: It's, it's always great. Like as you say, the weather's mixed in, you know, you see the new cars, the new liveries. you know, the, the new partnerships, it's, it's oh. always exciting. And it's just one of them. And I think since Christmas, everybody's going to, Right, when can we get back at the rally and again, uh, 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 yeah, Galway's got a new lease of life, especially over the last few years,
3: really, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. You know, struggled for entries for a while, and then, of course, they didn't run in eighteen. But um, you know, since since COVID, thankfully, the last two years, both summer both summer rallies actually, and um, uh, in nineteen, and the last one last year, and the two internationals that have run since have been very well subscribed. You know, by Galway standards, I mean, you know. Going back in history, 100 inches would have been a lot for the event. In some cases, it just to make even 70 or 80. But like this year now, for example, between everything, there's over 150. You know, and that's that's a big, no, big jump, even up on last year, which was quite good as well, you know. Yes. You
1: know. Hi, that's good to see, you, you know. And like this year, uh, can you give us a kind of an overview of what's happening this year?
3: Yeah, so uh, it's the 45th running of the rally. So since 1971. um there's going to be a ceremonial start <clears throat> on the Friday night near a square just before the rally, which is kind of traditional anyway. And then the action gets underway in Saturday morning. Um everything is based around the town of Loch Grey. um, services in, in the mart. And then you have the um three stages three times just to the west of the town, uh we'll been crawl our Ar- lochray direction, three stages three times, service after each three stages, and then uh sunday is so stages just to the south and east of uh, lockway very close to the town two stages done three times and again the service in the middle of that as well so you know it's a very compact route very little i mean they're leaving from the race course in park fermé but once you're out on the road on the stages there's very little road miles between the stages themselves and the service so you know it's it's a nice route it's a nice compact route and a good challenging route because i know if, even from my limited experience of going back over the years of Galway, it's um some of these roles have probably haven't been used for a long, long time in the international rally. You know, there's certainly a couple, I'd say definitely you're talking twenty years or more.
1: Excellent. Excellent. That's great to
3: mix it up a wee bit as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, It's a good challenge. I mean, particularly that first stage is is a real challenge. It's it's I think Killian referenced that somewhere along the way as well. That it is it's probably the winning and losing of it. In some respects, you know, yes. it's it's a real tough, challenging, typical Galway stage. You know, it's slippy and stone walls and everything else. Which it goes with that, you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: and there the, there is something special about the ceremonial start and air square. Like I, you know, I think you, we mentioned earlier. You know, the everyone's new, but bring it into the city like that. That 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 should be utilised more in rallying. We tend to hide rallying mm-hmm. away, but it's Galway's always had that air square thing, and it's always been a great way of kicking off the championship.
3: Yeah, it has. I mean, i I mean, by my own admission, I haven't been in there my last the last couple of years. I've usually stuck in the press office for when it happens. But, but it is. It's a good way of getting the say youngsters out and families out, and you know they get to see the cars close up and it's dark. And you know, there's that tiny bit more of an atmosphere about the whole thing because of that. And this year as well, and, and I'm sure I've probably referenced it more than once. But it's the bank holiday weekend is probably going to make a difference as well. You know, the new bank holiday, so it's probably going to bring a few more around to, you know, have a look and see what's going on.
1: Excellent. Because it's it's great to see like people that know nothing about rally and stumble upon this and seeing you know, seeing the spectacle you know, we know how good it is, but it's nice to see it through other people's eyes as well.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think there was even an element of that last year with some of the Facebook messages we were getting in prior to the event and even just the morning of the event that people who had gone to their square for a look were kind of saying, oh, where can I see this tomorrow? Where can I see it on Sunday or whatever, you know? And, you know, there were people with young families or whatever. It's just nice, it nice to have that bit of it's, it's probably an easy way in some respects to promote it. Obviously, it's not an easy thing to set up because you're obviously closing all parts of the city or the square in the city. But it there's there's a benefit in, in that if it runs well, that's, you know, you're 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 bringing it to people and you're giving them. So oh, I'd like to see what it is on the stage and see what goes on after that. You know, so. and, 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 and,
1: and that brings footfall into the city as well.
3: Too, ah, it, does. <clears throat> it does. It does, and you know, like we said, we have very good, we have an excellent headquarters in the Connecticut. We had it last year, and again this year, um, which is a huge hotel, but it's filling up actually because you know, as I said, it was popularity within the weekend that is on, and they also have the Hyde Hotel and the Residence Hotel in the city, which are sister hotels that they're filling up as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I'm sure they're not the only ones that are that are busy, but um, they're, um, you know, as I said, they're seeing. The benefit of definitely I know the kind have seen the benefit of the rally itself themselves are happy with it and you mm-hmm. know it's 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 good because it's quite time of the year generally i know the the bank holiday going forward could change that anyway but you know between your last year and this year it has it has probably proved a benefit to them as well and the economy the local economy obviously as well i mean the money space is taken up and everything else and it all brings money to the areas and that's what you that's what you want i suppose this time of year
1: yeah like you know like... We forget that side of the rally, and you know it's filling beds. It's you know getting people in restaurants, especially as you say at this time of the year, a lot of these yeah. places are very quiet, and they, they get yeah. a bumper weekend out of it. So it's it's nice to to bring that into to go in, in Loughray and Up and Right all them areas as well.
3: Yeah, oh, it is absolutely. You know, I mean, it doesn't. I'm sure there's even areas as far out as Salegarth and Ballinus Low, that will probably benefit to an extent. You know, even from from accommodation and everything else, but. Yeah, and it, and I think it's you know probably as you know yourself, Galway is probably one of the livelier places to go anyway. You know, it's not uh, a yeah. it's quiet spot by any by any stretch, but uh, yeah, it is. And look, I suppose that's the way that's always been one of the key benefits of having the rally a winter Rally is there that when it does come around that it does you know it does kind of bring a bit of life back in after after January, I suppose. That's for sure. That's for sure.
1: And like rallying is a very much a team sport. Like you know. You, you just don't ride down there on the, the Friday evening and be ready to rock Saturday the morning. There's a team mm. goes behind preparing this rally, and that's been going on probably, you know, six, eight months prior to the event.
3: Oh, yeah, there is. Uh, look, I suppose I'm not going to mention to you, because I don't know all the names anyway, but we uh, Gary Leonard, who's COC and president of the club, is, is a lot of experience. He's won the rally numerous times at this stage. But uh, he's back, he was there in 2020 and he's back now again this year and yeah, he's got a very solid experienced team behind him, you know, and well, you know, well capable. He's just, you know, it's like anything, I suppose, you know, there's always things you can, you meet challenges in different things, but, you know, the more experience you have, the more you can override these sort of things and just deal with it and roll with it and you know, hopefully it all comes together on the day, you know, but yeah, there's plenty of experience there anyway, you know, there's no, yeah, there's no novices out there.
1: No, and like, I always find that dealing with Galway Motor Club, it's, it's run by good people who understand rallying. And who are competitors themselves? They know what rally competitors want, and they 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 make the event fit that criteria really well, don't they? As you talked, the small loop <clears throat> mileage, you know, centralized service, and all those things yeah. all add up.
3: Ah, yeah, it is. like you know, I suppose even the tree by tree loop, which is not always ideal for the residents and everything else, but still, it's still because of the daylight hours thing. You know, you are restricted to an extent with that, so you kind of have to try and, I suppose, uh, what they say, cut your call to measure. But at the same time, it's um, it's um. Yeah, like as I said, there's there's um, there's a good team there. I don't, I, I think you know there there's an empathy towards competitors for the most part. Um, you know, I just you know, people look, all these guys know they go to valleys, they go marching, other events, they, they know they know what's going on there, you know. And it's as I said, it, that's that's what you want to do. If somebody's traveling to your event, you want to make it as easy as, as possible for them to find out, find a way around. No different if I was going anywhere else and I wanted to ask a question. I you know you don't need to be afraid to ask that question. I always say that, even for me, like as as a pro. I don't mind who gives, who rings me or what resident rings me or whatever. I mean, my job is to try and you know find the right person to answer that question for that person. I don't mm-hmm. know, and that's that's my view because these, some of these people are travelling a long way, and you know it's it's only right that they're helped as much as they can.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned their marshals. I think marshals is a huge part of making any event happen. Uh, I would say go is no different. They're always looking for extra bodies of the of, of yeah. the, the help
3: available. Yeah, we never but turn, never turned down bodies anyway. That's for sure. Um, I can plug and. Uh, the chief marshal here, Patsy Finerty is the Chief Marshal, and he's on 087-287-0702 So it's 0872870702. Um yeah, and like again like that, there has been a lot of interest to be fair. And there has been from around the country and people are interested in doing that. But I suppose we can always it's always good to have enough in the bank as it were So yeah. um but Patsy's very, very experienced he's has like I mean he's in Chief Marshal for years in both valleys now at this stage. So mm-hmm. uh, so he you knows he's well he's um he knows what he wants in that situation. But yeah, like I said all, all help is always appreciated. And, you know, especially, I suppose, as, as the safety aspect of it becomes more uh, prevalent, you know, obviously there's a bigger requirement for more marshals and more, you know, just mm-hmm. have enough. is better to have too many than too little. Yes. Yeah. Better, uh,
1: yeah. better looking at it than looking for it. That's the thing. Yeah. Really yeah.
3: Much. Exactly. That's yeah. for sure. For sure. And, the, you know,
1: we're all excited about, you know, who's going to be there, who's not going to be there. Can you give us a flavor of what we can expect to see in the stages?
3: Yeah, I suppose the first thing that jumps out, I have no list in front of me but, uh, or anything like that, but it was just an idea that there's actually, I, and I think this could be a first, or certainly hasn't happened too often before, but I think there's actually six tarmac champions involved in it that are former and present. So talking about Sam and Josh, and you have um, Garrett McHale, Tim McNulty, Gary Jennings, and Declan Boyle would be kind of mm-hmm. the previous champions. But should any of other guys there, like um, Marion Evans, Calum McCourt, you know, Calum Devine, Desi Henry, you know, these guys, Robert Parable. You know, I mean, there's Patrick O'Brien, there's some serious drivers up there. I mean, that I think the top 20 will be will be really, really good. You know, I think it'll be really committed. And um, that modified main, I was Jason Black, um, Gary Kiernan, Kevin Eves, Marty Toner would probably be among them, Connor Murphy. So, um, quite interesting this year. There's a, must be from the historic lakes, but there's a bit of an interest in the UK from the historic end of things. Um, a couple of drivers who I don't recall running in Ireland before anyway well Will Unions is one anyway I know he's a seriously quick driver in the UK in the Mark 2 and then knew Tom Clark who was very good in the Historic Lakes um, Rob Smith has been here a couple of times in the past and seriously fast driver Marion Evans the other Marion is there and mm-hmm. um, and I suppose I need a couple of interesting ones. from overseas, you have Lee Megan, who's actually a native of Lockray and been living in America for years, and you know, over as usual. But we also have a guy called, I forgot his name, Gunnar Johansson. He's actually, a, I think, an Icelandic valley champion. Right. Um, so he's uh, yeah he's entered in Martin Brady's goal driving actually but he's in with uh, in a C2 R2 Max so oh. It'll be interesting to see how that goes I don't know if say ever been an Irish or an Icelandic driver in Ireland before but <laughs> certainly to be welcomed anyway you know yeah and, and hopefully he doesn't feel at home there's not too much I about for him yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but uh, he's yeah so it's great to see you know it's yeah. just it's, it's, it's really good um and as I said it's there's um, a good strong field of over 150 cars that as present between everything so it's it's um, it's an interesting one well, as suppose They should be leaving out to some of the Irish drivers as well and the historics like Ray Breen's there and um Luke McCarty as well. So, you know, there's, there's a good, there's a very, very strong historic feeling there as well.
1: Yeah. And, like you know, you mentioned also earlier there, you know, Galway down, you know, it's 45 years, it's run now and an illustrious. But, the, you know, you always think of Galway, you think of McHale, you think of your Fishers, you know, uh, Lovell, Donnelly, etc. Mm. You know, I've seen some titanic battles over the years. Is there any, any personal highlights for you?
3: And the first one, uh, first one, just because it was only decided on a Sunday morning to go to the rally itself back in 1998, I was living in Cork at the time, and we, uh, a manager that I used to uh, work with decided that he'd bring a company car for a spin and try it out, and we came up to the Goblet Rally, actually, and it was um, very, very enjoyable, and the first time I remember, that was the year where the Fisher and McHale had a big back, and Bertie put the back of the car off into a bank and lost time, Um Gone Home's year, obviously, was another one that stood out, and um, the year but Aaron Gas won it as well it was a serious battle I know it was back to one day format at that stage mm-hmm. I liked the first star five year as well uh, that Keith and Alistair and all those came out and you know I know Gary ran away with the rally but you know down the field it was great to watch competition mm-hmm. on the stages but like, to be honest with you, I don't think very, I can't say there's anyone I have really enjoyed because started of the year and you know it's a new yeah. beginning every year so you know, I'm sure some rallies are better than others, but you know, when you're out there to enjoy it, you don't really kind of notice. But they're the no. ones that always stand out for me. You know. Yeah, and like I suppose Alice, I suppose Alice's first win as well in the. That was, was, that was, was nice as well. Yeah. that was another uh-huh. one. Yeah, that's another yeah. one that sticks out for me as well. For sure,
1: and like you mentioned, you know, like from the the championship went down the R5 route. It has really revitalised the championship. Uh, like it has gone from strength to strength over the last few years. Great to see as well, isn't it?
3: It is, I suppose. Look, it's <clears throat> it's contentious at the time, maybe in, in the way it was brought about. And look, that's, that's a different argument for a different yeah. day. And I was always kind of in favour of that route eventually. And I suppose natural progression took over anyway. And eventually our 5s are better than the old WRCs anyway now in terms of you mm-hmm. know, the reliability and the speed is nearly the same. So, yeah. uh, And they're good to watch. I mean, the competition is serious, even with only, what, four or five top-in drivers last year in Cork. I mean, you couldn't have asked for more of those four or five drivers. They just mm-hmm. gave it everything and fantastic to watch. Um, But I think so. And to be honest with you, my other opinion is I've lost interest really in the WRC. Is, uh, generally, I yeah. think if R5 was a top category, you would have a wonderful... WRC, there's no question, and fair enough. Let the manufacturers have one or two little trick bits, extra or something, and then you know, mm-hmm. but a good good amateur will come up and challenge them if need be. And mm-hmm. I think that's the way it should have gone, and that's the way it should go in the future if at all. Yeah, possible. I, I, five...
1: I think Monte Carlo there at the weekend. I seen something about one stage, and the top twenty or twenty five rally two cars were separated by less than a minute, and yeah. there yeah. only was what ten, you know, WRC one cars in the, the entire yeah. rally. It's, I think yeah, yeah WRC2 I, seems to it should be the, the main category. I think. I
3: think it should be the main category. I think it's more it's more attractive to <coughs> more manufacturers as well, I think yeah. anyway, and it's more cost it's definitely cost effective as, as they go, I suppose, but you know it's not like it's not cheap or anything like that. But it's I think it's a very it's a very good competitive category, you know. And, you know, I think right, it's, the it's cars just, are all built
1: uh, to the same spec and yeah, we yeah, see that there's no one car that's you know significantly better than the other, they're evenly matched.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's just how you drive them after, yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly.
1: For sure, for yeah. sure. And, um, you know, well, you know, we know how much money is involved in rallying. Like, for the Galway Rally, having a good local sponsor has made a huge difference there as well.
3: It has. I mean, Carwell, have been, you know, sending um, local sponsors of the events. They came on board in 2016 and they've been with us every year since. Like, they're a very progressive local company and, you know, they're obviously opening up stations around the country and, you know, expanding as they go along but they've been very good to us. So last, you have been very reliable, very good sponsors, very good at promoting themselves as well, you know, to be mm-hmm. fair, they work with us and on the stages, they have their own team to bring out boards and everything else and do whatever, you know, they really buy into the whole thing and, you know, and it's, it's, it's a very good, um, it's a very good partnership and well, now may to continue because I think it's brilliant to have a local company like that sponsoring a rally of that size. I think it's really, it's good for everyone really, you know.
1: For sure, for sure. Because like I know even from, you know, been down at the rally, I think you go into any curb, uh, station. And they have like you know posters up promoting the rally and all too, so mm. I think it's a it's a one one for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, you know, so. it
3: is of course. Yeah, and you know as I said, they buy into it, and that's that's the important thing. Yeah. You know, they're interested in, you know, I suppose. Look, they're expanding, it. they want to do well, and you know, we want to promote our events, and you know, it, it just works well, and it's just where they're located as well. I just think it's it's um it's it's ideal for the rally itself at the moment, you know. Uh-huh.
2: And thanks there to Kevin O'Driscoll for taking the time to chat to us. You know, great to get the update um, ahead of Galway. And also, you know, Kevin mentioned there the Cora Boyle you know an amazing sponsor they've been involved with with the galway rally now for the last number of years and great to see them continuing with that like where would we be without sponsors
1: absolutely absolutely you know and it's the start of a new season the tarmite championship and you know there's some exciting sponsors there being brought on board as well like samdick security is going to be the overall uh, championship sponsor then the modified section they're going to be sponsored by auto fashion that you know Gary McAvoy there, and then the Historic Championship is sponsored by Rodney Stewart, his company, uh, Synergy Motorsport. So, like, this is so positive. There's lots of goodwill out there now towards the Tarmac Championship this year. Fantastic to see, isn't it?
2: It is, i am again a variety of sponsors as well. You know, because yeah. it gives them a chance to concentrate on you know the the, the those segments of the, of the sport as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and you know. Like another exciting piece of use, I suppose it was announced over the last couple of days there, HM
2: Productions is going to be, uh, you know, covering the events live. Yeah, and, and the fact that they're going to be streaming it, you know, via YouTube and Facebook, you know, so they've got social media covered and uh, we're, you know, we're going to get live reports from service as well as, you know, the in-studio commentary. It's great.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think you know, it's, it's so exciting. And, you know, we're going to hear from like Tony Kelly and, you know, Michael Patterson, and they're going to give us sort of some ideas what, you know, what's involved in it all. So anyway, first of all, we'll hear from Michael.
4: Well, it's all fallen into place over the last few weeks, but um, HM Productions obviously have done a live streaming project over the last sort of 18 months, two years, on uh, various events, Ulster Rally, West Cork, Clacton, and the Tarmac Rally Championship have decided this year to uh, bring us along as a package to cover the whole championship, and... It's our intention to carry on where we left off last year, really. Try and do every single stage live and live from the service park. Uh, So, yeah, I think we came up with a good formula. The the organisers of all the events seem to like it. And as a group of TROA, they've decided, yep, we'd like to have you on board for the year. So Chris Highland's put together a package that very similar to what we did on on on, on things like West Cork and Ulster Rally last year and the Circuit of Ireland. So it's just expanding to cover those other events that we didn't do last year, really. So we're starting as we want to carry on as we finished off last year.
1: Yeah. And Tony, from your point of view, it has to be exciting to be involved in this.
5: Oh, it absolutely is. Like I, um, you know, from the moment, I'm kind of day and hour i got working uh on the media side of rallying it has been a complete privilege like and there were a few years there where i kind of had a break and i got the call from chris last year and uh do you know to be honest it was it was just it was so exciting to get back into it you know um and when i spoke to chris first and he kind of explained what he was doing and you know michael said earlier about chris's brilliant vision and his very focused vision you know (sighs) This is, this is in the works for a long time, you know, and uh, it's just, as I said, it is a privilege like to be able to see Rallying um, from this very close perspective um, and get to talk to people and see the thing live. Um, and, you know, I think the live streaming thing is just incredibly exciting. You know, the fact that it's like for me, it's, it's basically the format of a TV show, but it's life like that that is just it is like it's such a privilege to be a part of something like this because i do think that the whole production is just so miles ahead um mm. so it's it's i have to say like i think it's gonna be a pretty cool um pretty cool advantage to the full year in the fall championship this year
1: yeah because like you know we like we're all rally fans and the, you know there's nothing beats that being on the you know standing on the ditch or you know waiting in the cars coming and like it's not every event we can attend you know it's difficult for somebody in Donegal to get to West Cork or whatever this is going to be the next best thing
5: absolutely I mean like I was very lucky to work with RPM for years and then I worked with um iRally Radio for years and like Michael the end of stages like there's literally you know we met at so many stage ends and there's nothing more exciting than kind of than being their life um and to be able to bring this in such, like, a professional manner, you know, where the guys are in the studio bringing us all of the information that we can possibly need. Um, we're seeing impeccable footage. And then, you know, we're getting to talk to people live at service areas and stuff. Like, it's absolutely phenomenal to be able to do this. Like, um, yeah. So I personally, you know, I'm clearly very excited about it. But I, I do feel like it's amazing for Irish Rallying.
1: Yeah. And, like, Michael, you know, like from a Rallying point of view... Like this is like you know the Premiership being you know uh, you know streamed on Sky Sports or whatever. You're you know talking about action as it happens. Like that's that's big weight on your shoulders. But do you enjoy
4: it? Yeah, yes I do, Kevin. I do enjoy it. It's um, it's not the same as doing rally news. Um, That was a completely different thing, and I made it quite clear to Chris before I got involved that I, I would only really get involved in something if it was really really good. Well, Chris showed me what his plans were. What the technical side behind it is very complicated, but and there's a team of people in the background making all this happen. All I'm just a very small cog. Um, but I thought I I used to do live rally reports for the BBC, and I used to get terribly nervous, and my voice would have got shaky and everything else. And I thought my wife said to me, "You know, you sure you want to do this?" Before I, I did it, and I. <sighs> Well, look, we'll give it a go and we'll see how we get on. And if I'm no good at it, I'm no good. If I'm if it's rubbish, it's rubbish. And we'll just see how it is. Um, I have a great co-presenter in Xavier McCartan who has a huge, long history. And, you know, we, ha- we sat down and had a cup of tea before the Ulster rally in 2021. And the minute we started broadcasting, it just, at the end of the day, I thought, we've been on air for eight and a half hours. And it's like time flew. It was fantastic because of the production people, because everything worked. Well, it, it, what you see is working. It's not necessarily working behind the scenes. <laughs> no, what, what you see on the screen is working. So, um, but I mean, that's that's the part of broadcasting live for anything, whether it's a, a soccer match or a GAA game or strictly come dancing or whatever there's always drama in the back room and the, but we've been very lucky. I mean, the circuit last year, such a thrilling finish to it. And to be able to cover that um, with, we, I think we had uh, two cameras at the end of the the final stage. So we've got all the satellite technology now with the live timing, we can track the cars as a package. Chris could see all this coming together and yeah, we have a lot of with a lot going on in the studio and it really does take two of you probably do it because there's so much information and the, I, part of the secret is disseminating that information getting the good stuff and getting that message across rather than you know there's a lot of there's a lot of flack and in, in effect you know I, my late father used to say when you go to the end of a stage and tony will be when she was doing eye rally sometimes it's very. you don't get a lot of information at the end of a stage. You get a lot of the same things, what the guy in front of time was, and, yeah. oh, I'm um, on the wrong tires. You know, how many times have I heard that over the years? And part of the secret, I suppose, of Rally News was we were able to take all that information, edit it, and then produce the very best of it. Well, to a certain extent, in the studio, Zav and I are working together a little bit, taking a lot of the information we're getting and talking about what we see as relevant but you're making a split second decision. So, your initial question was, "Do I enjoy it?" Amazingly, yeah, it's a it's it's a bit of a buzz now. I have to say, it's it's very enjoyable, but it's it's hard work, and also you have to be careful. You, you mind your p's and q's, as my mum would say. So <laughs> yes.
3: <there you> go. <laughs> yeah.
1: And like you know, you mentioned you know your mum and dad there. Like rally news for like a generation, or maybe even two generations, it was the go-to. That was the bible of rallying. You know, from you're on the event, you needed that Patterson's rally news to find out what was going on. Like this is almost rally news for the twenty first century. You're now creating those stories. You're now, you know, weaving them stories. And uh, you know, I would say your dad, if he's seen what was going on now, he would be only delighted to see how the the story has evolved.
4: Well, I know for sure my mum watches it avidly. She she is just she thinks. The first one, she didn't really know much about it, you know, and she's not great with technology. But she she sent me a message. Jerry McGuardy's just rang me to say, "This is amazing, the stuff from the Ulster Rally in '21." And he, he, my mom said, "Well, how do you watch it?" How do you? And she, Jerry talked her through it, and she and she now is really, really hooked on it. I mean. There are, there are things that we, we ultimately would like to see ourselves getting a single platform, a one go-to place where you can go to. I mean, at the moment, um, part of the secret of the technicality is when you do stream anything through Facebook or whatever, um, it, it gets constantly interrupted. Our, our part of our technical expertise is it's a single stream at the start of the day. Um, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on Facebook or whatever. Now, that's uh, that's part of the technicality of what uh, Highland Production brings to it. And also um, uh, Wisecom, with the studios that we use. And, and I'll let you all into a secret. Everybody thinks that Sav and I are on the rally. Well, we're not. We're in a studio in Belfast and we get all the information. So... Tony and Andrew Bush and all the cameramen are on the rally. We're in a studio in Belfast. And this is what Chris reckoned was the way to make it work, was the technical side of the studio. Everything comes back in. It's all bespoke. It's all absolutely state-of-the-art equipment. And it's really, really good in that respect. Uh, So it's... We... The, the technology that we have out in the stage is about sending, beaming the pictures back. That's that's something even beyond my head. I, I'm not quite sure what all's going on there. And I know Tony, Tony has cameramen and everything, and it's like they have to do certain things. Well, they're the experts, so let them get on with it. But, yes, it is, I suppose, it is like a modern-day rally news service. It's just a bit bigger and more people involved, and we don't actually write anything anymore. We just talk about it. But... Yeah, recognising what's a good story and what's going on and, and getting the information and getting good information from our, our, I think we've now got a really good team of people. You know, the primary people are myself and Zav in the studio and Tony in the service park, with Andrew Bush, sometimes in the studio, sometimes in, produce, in production, sometimes in the service park with uh, Tony. And I think... When we can, when he's not going to be doing some of the rallies this year, hopefully we'll have Andrew um out and about. And he's great at asking questions. And of course, he's an encyclopedic knowledge of rallying. I mean, he can name off registration numbers of cars going back 30 years and it's 40 years maybe. And you think to yourself, Right, if I need to know anything, just send Andrew a text or whatever, or get him, bring him into the studio for 20 minutes. So yeah, we've got a good team and everybody. Has the same objective. They want to get the story of the rally, the characters of the rally, build the picture, but to bring the quality and that, that and it's constant. You know where our aim is to start at the start in the morning and finish in the evening and have a non-stop stream all day.
1: Excellent, excellent. Sorry, Connor, you want to
4: jump in
2: there? Yeah, I was just going to say. So, Tony, you know, with stage end is a tough gig. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as an ex-competitor, you're bringing a lot of knowledge in that. But again, you know you don't know what mood or what form somebody's going to be in when they hit that stop line and come down to talk to you. you know, how difficult is it or how tricky is it to get the right information out of the the drivers?
5: well you see that was the funny thing about the the stage ends like you know you just you never knew what you were going to be met with and because it was live you were kind of always on edge because you didn't know what was going to be said and because it was radio and no footage like you know camera footage you couldn't see the full picture so you just you could open the door to absolutely anything like um, no for me personally that made it very exciting but might not have come across that way you know that sort of way um it it might have been strange listening you know that sort of way like you know you're not there so you don't see the full thing um whereas when you're standing there you under you know you can see everything um but I think what I love about the service park which to be honest with you know I was apprehensive about that because I sort of I would prefer to just not wing it but like kind of just just, you know just trust my gut and go with whatever's happening and I kind of thought with the service park it might be a little bit more I don't know I just I was a bit worried that I would have to be a little bit more refined um or I don't know professional maybe or something you know but that's the thing about it what I have to say you know surprised me about it was that there's actually as much kind of thrill running around the service park Um, and trying to chase drivers and it's silly things like they mightn't actually be at their car or they might have a sandwich in their mouth like um so the end of the stages were brilliant from my point of view but I'm, i'm not sure that they were as sort of um professional i suppose as as this is um and i think what's amazing about the service park is that people have had a second to just gather themselves and actually think about what they've just gone through um and so uh, i don't it's kind of, it's, it's funny like it's a mixture the end of the stage does give you a huge amount of um a huge amount of realness it's very raw but uh surprisingly enough um the service part can be just as uh, just as entertaining running around trying to find everybody as well and kind of You know, you don't know who you're going to end up chatting to in the service park as well, whereas it was always just, like, navigator or co-driver. The odd time there'd be people at the end of stages, you know, that you could get talking to. But, um, yeah, they're very different um, and very interesting Uh, to say the least (laughs) and
2: like you mentioned there you like to wing it but I'm sure there's a bit of research and a bit of homework goes into you know every event beforehand like what what is involved from your side are you studying the form Are you you know going through the entry list etc
5: absolutely yeah I mean to be fair I have to say like hats off to the two guys in studio because like their job is so so intense and like from my point of view like i feel like they never get a minute you know when they have to have so much information and they have to be able to kind of talk about every single person and every single stage and um so like the job that the two guys in studio do is just like it's you know like everest compared to maybe me doing (laughs) ergal you know (laughs) like i i'll do a bit of research for sure i'll be checking out cars and results and you know um like entry lists as you say and stuff. But the beauty about about my particular job um is that I get to just kind of deal with the story at hand. So if I have a person in front of me, I can literally just ask them like how they're feeling, what's going on for them. And then the story goes from there. Um so like I do a bit of research, but I do love the live, like real life story of what's actually happening in um, in an event or in a day or like literally in between two people, um, during a stage or whatever. And, you know, to kind of go back to the last, um, question about being a competitor myself, I do think that it really helps Mm. me personally to be able to ask the right questions because my God, you have so many feelings and thoughts and everything running through you when you're sitting in a rally car. Like, so it's, um, it's yeah. It's just it's 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 so interesting all of it. Like even the research. Like you know already thinking about Galway, even though it's you know not you know not exactly on our doorstep, but it's not far away, and you're already like racing through entry lists and stuff to see who's there, and you know checking out what cars are there and are there any changes and stuff like. So there's there's a bit of research my end to be fair, but like I have to say, like if you see Zav McCartan's notes, like you'll know. <laughs> The research
1: that so those two <laughs> guys have to go through—it's incredible. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and Michael, can, it's just I come in there like I, I'm thinking, you know, like me, Hall, they used to cover the GA. Like he knew, like the you know number fifteen, like uh, was his like the the, the neighbor had got milk in their tea that morning or whatever. Did you just go to that level of <laughs> research. You know, you know, you need to tell stories about the character coming down the stage. You know, the guy at home or the woman at home doesn't need to know it's a red mark two from down number 72. They need to know the story. They don't, you know, the, the, the picture's already there. You have to tell the story of what the picture is.
4: Well, I am really lucky because of the Rally News thing. That's given me a lifetime of encountering people, not just through Rally News, but through the notes and everything else as well, sitting and signing on. So I'm very lucky that I know an awful lot of the competitors personally. Zav is Zav has a great uh, history. He um, he worked in England in PR for Tony Jardine, um, who obviously has been to Donegal a couple of times, Tony, ex-Formula 1 p- pundit. But Tony's business is a very, very successful PR company in London. And uh, Zav is a complete professional. Today he was on the phone to me about the stages in Galway, what are they, the technical side of it, this, that and the other. And... Um, I sent him some stuff. He emailed me back. He, he said, right, I'm going to start my cards in the morning. So Zav has a system. This is his personal way of doing it. He gets, they're like little, um, what you used to get, contact cards in the old days, uh, sat in a box on your mm-hmm. desk, you know, and you have everybody's name and address. Well, he uses those, and he, the, it's the driver, the co-driver, the car, the history, where they're from, any notable achievements, significant results, and we have those, and we so we sit with those to start with. And if I'm talking away, will maybe hand me a card. You don't see it, but he's handing me stuff under the table. Um, I'm writing stuff down for him if he's talking, that if I know something. We both do as much research as we can. I mean, one of the things he said to me today, do, do you think he said we could get uh, the registration numbers of some of the, the new R5 cars and things? And it's like, look, Whenever the guys are putting their entries in, I'm not sure if they're giving them that information, but if we can get it, yeah, you know, we, we'll get that information and we'll, we'll know. He said, one of the cars, I think, um, that's going to start the rally next week in Galway. So we're just, a, we're just over a week out from Galway. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, that car was used by such and such in the Italian Championship last year. But he said, I'm struggling to get this information. So he's working tirelessly at stuff like that, you know, it is, it, it, we need to have as much information as we can, like West Cork last year, I brought in Kevin O'Driscoll's History of West Cork, and whether anybody's ever read that or got a copy of it, it, if there's a delay or something, you know, you're, you're always looking for something to fill, and equally, to take another step forward, somebody like Chris is always putting together a little 10-minute programme somewhere, where if there's a delay or we need to fill something, we can stick ten minutes of a historic of the of that rally. So the preparation that goes in before is really really a lot. You know, Chris was on the stages yesterday with his father. Um, I've obviously done a recce for the rally already for the other side of my business, um, and I can tell you the rally is really really looking good. There's three very very tough stages on Saturday and two even tougher stages on the Sunday. Um, and m- m- my wife came with me and made the notes and she said, sort of, goodness said, it's either really wide and flat out or really, really narrow and <laughs> difficult. And that's Galway, you know, I would go for a pint on a Sunday night with a couple of rally boys and some of them are quite good, you know, and one of them, a bit of a namesake of mine, when Mark, too, <laughs> you know, he just every, every year, somebody like Wesley Patterson would just say this is the most difficult rally of the year and i have to agree with them and this year will be no exception because it has been wet and the stages the stages are in really really good shape but there's places where you're just you just know there's not a tire that's going to work for the whole loop of stages and there's going to be places where everything's a compromise and you know we've we've all competed and we know there's no perfect answer for a group is three stages but coming up with the best solution is is because we know this and people like tony know this they're able to ask that question in the service part and i mean i think getting tony for to come on board last year was was really great for us it, it it really gelled the whole package so i think she's she's been a bit generous to us in the in the, in the studio you know it really is a collaborative thing and and everybody works really very hard coming up to the event and yeah there's other things going on but you have to spend a bit of time and focus on it and uh you know doing your homework is is very important but then on the day who knows it's rallying anything can happen on the day and and generally it does
2: (laughs) and connor you were looking to jump in there yeah i was just gonna say as well like you know obviously you're still competing with social media out there as well so i'm wondering how would you incorporate or how what's the plan to incorporate any social media you know obviously there's a lot of videos of incidents you know are online immediately after something happens i wonder is that something you you're you're looking at
4: we well so the production guys in 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 the production suite are are constantly scanning social media so um, the Championship this year also has a media manager basically now. He only has a limited role, but Adam Hall um, is will be looking after social media on behalf of the Championship. What we're hoping to do is align some of our stuff. Um, we, as mm. I say, we, we, get, we, get, we get sent a lot of stuff. People, mm. rather than put it on social media it's already we have built up a great repertoire with some spectators who just send us bits and pieces and if it's if it's suitable you know the the guys in the production suite will will scan it they'll have a look at it they'll listen to it if there's something that's not appropriate or whatever well then you know we can't we can't broadcast that but um we're very very lucky so i mean anybody who is um when when the broadcast the podcast is aired and they're possibly out in the stages, don't be afraid to uh, to check us out on social media. We are we are very acutely aware that um, social media. There's so many different platforms now, and um, we're we're obviously our primary platform is YouTube and Facebook where we're broadcasting live. Um, but you, there are Twitter accounts and bits and pieces, and you know this isn't a TikTok business, so yeah and it's you know what is it they say if you don't catch somebody's attention within three seconds don't bother putting it on tiktok well we're on for eight and a half hours so <laughs> that's uh that's not exactly tiktok content is it no, for sure, for sure. But, and you know instagram has become such a square only images and you can only have a certain uh, uh resolution of video and bits and pieces so when you're live sometimes it doesn't fit with other elements of social media. But yes, we we, we have this two-way street, which we hope will develop this year. One of the things that we, ha- we will be doing um, is at the end of each day, there will be a 10-minute roundup uh, in the evening, um, specifically aimed at social media, which isn't something that's happened historically. So um, it was conditional. Um, that's going to be Chris's part of chris's sort of responsibility it'll be done to music as opposed to a commentary and then i think there are plans to have a slightly longer commentated version later on each week Mm -hmm. after each event but don't don't quote me on that i think that's Mm -hmm. something that's in negotiation at the moment so there's there's a bit more to it than just the live stream there'll be there'll be content roundup content of the day uh, for each, for the international um, and the modifieds, uh, which will include the historics, I believe. So that's my understanding. But with Chris not being able to be here tonight, he's got no. all the technical side. But, you know, it's something that once we know we, we, if this is a requirement to do um, in the production end, they can just strip stuff out. If it, somebody says that, that's really good, you know, we'll use that tonight. They have a secondary sort of role going in the, in the production rooms. And they will strip that down and uh, put it together then for a package that evening, that will be promoted on social media on behalf of the individual events and, but primarily the championship because the re- the relationship between us is between us, the championship, and then each individual rally, which is which is which is good.
1: Yeah, and like, Tony, like this, you know, Chris is obviously handpicked. The cream of the you know the people to work on this project like everyone every person has this role to fulfill it it sounds as if it's the good people's doing that like you're not just you're not just talking in service you're thinking ahead you're thinking will this work will this work like that come the end of the weekend is it just oh <laughs> <No. laughs> is there a, a, a release that's all over here you just buzzed the whole weekend Boris. <laughs> do you know
5: what yes I buzzed the whole weekend <laughs> it just like every time um every time it was actually Donovan was the cameraman that was with me uh, majority of the services uh, last year and like once he gets the camera off his shoulder and we switch off like there is such a whew, did that go okay was everything all right there do we need to remember anything and then once once we kind of know that there's that that it went okay, I feel like I can finally relax, and then I jump onto the phone and straight to see the boys to see what they're talking about, to see what's going on on the stages. So as I've mentioned, like, um, and that's the thing about it, like that's why the service is actually so incredible because it's not just for people that aren't at the rally or whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm at the rally, and I want to know what's going on on the stages, you know. So the guys provide me with that information as well you know um but I think like I've I've thought about this job since um because as I said like I you know with Rally Radio there was definitely an awful lot of wing in it like because I kind of was thrown in at the deep end um with that job and I think you said something earlier Michael about you know you, you said you would kind of you give it a go and if you kind of if the boss was happy you'd be happy and if you felt like you were doing a good job you'd keep going at it and I was the same when I got into the radio with the start but it did allow for a little bit more winging it because um you you had to kind of it was it was live and you didn't you actually didn't have a second to think um whereas you can be a little bit more thoughtful with the service area and I think you know I've thought about this now the last few months to try and just it's the way my brain works you know um and I've been trying to figure out what it is do I have to think too much ahead or am I thinking too much ahead and it's just it's in my nature I think to just love a story you know that I if I'm talking to somebody or if I'm in conversation with somebody I am so in it and I'm so invested in that person and in that moment and kind of what they're going through and what they're talking about and I think it's like my day job now is a hypnotherapist so that's you know I'm I'm listening to what somebody's telling me and I'm I'm really kind of like I'm trying to understand what's going on at a deeper level and I think I must I I think I'm doing the same thing um with the rally and like and again because I've been a competitor I do know that there's so much more going on than what you'd see so I think it does just allow me that wee bit more kind of that wee bit more time to be a bit sort of more thoughtful with yeah, the questions that I ask and um you know, like even broaching stuff like like I will literally say, like, was that while scary? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. And it's not something that you would kind of think, but, like, it's literally, like, it's what I would be thinking. Like, I would be thinking, jeepers, I nearly, I nearly died. Like, I, I don't I know why I survived that. Or, or, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, and I will come out. I did come out of stage as being like, how did we get away with that? You know? And so it's, but that's the story. Like, that's what rallying is. I know we're all trying to get around the stage as fast as we can. That is literally the aim of the game. But the the beauty of it is, like, the story the people involved and not just the two people kind of in the car but like those absolute heroes that are standing out either watching or the safety element of marshals and stuff on the stages or you know the people in the background running the whole thing or the guys back in service that are like putting on the kettle or you know Doing I roll them. I roll
1: them. Look, you're changing the gearbox, you know, in uh, like minutes any, or like It's yeah.
5: all just. It's all just like yeah. it's such a beautiful story. Like so, for me, it is. It is all about like truly capturing that, like, um, and kind of yeah, having that like excitement and energy to spend whatever length of time the service is, and just get as much of that information as I can, and kind of get it out to the people that are watching us and yeah, definitely then kind of being like, wow, okay, brilliant. What's the next story? <laughs> <Do> you <have laughs> <any of> these <laughs> the next, next few questions? <laughs> They'll and be like, back from the stages soon. Like, so we get the information.
1: And like, Michael, you know, we'll look, we sort of preview Galway here a wee bit. Like the championship this year has like, every year's last few years, it's taken a wee step forward, taking a wee step forward. Like this year, new sponsor on board, league sponsor, like all the different categories has sponsors. Like the Galway, there's I think must be close on 30 R5 Rally 2 cars. It's looking so
4: positive to start off the year. It's a good start, I have to admit, Kevin, um it's great the it's great that TROA are, are really have gelled and they have got it's there there hasn't been this unity within the championship for many years. I just think that and they, they've, they've put together little multi-packages which is probably better for the championship. And the championship is made up of different bits and pieces. But I mean, there is no shortage of quality in the entry. I mean, and I think there is you can't put everybody in the top 10 but, you know, there's people outside of the top 10 have quite the potential maybe to win Galway. I mean, I can think of a couple of people, Barable and people like that. Um, the and there's four citrons in the top twenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, it, it, the whole the whole thing is what a great start to the year. It certainly fills me with enthusiasm. I think it must also all the organisers of the rallies must be thinking, yeah, w- this is this is really really good because you know they're to a certain extent they're the unsung heroes as much as anybody else. People who actually run these rallies. It's a a thankless task they don't get any credit for it and they work pretty much 52 weeks of the year to bring the event next year and so on and and there's not enough of them and they're they're all faced with lots of technical challenges i mean this year the the the, the, the controversy is it controversial um the fuel supply thing for the international competitors where it's going to be a control fuel um therefore we have a refueling zone on every rally now, which is something that the organisers have not had to deal with. So now they're having to find more resources. It adds into their paperwork. It's going to be even down to things like you have to, the road book has to include the refuel zone. So yeah, stuff that they would have had maybe cut, cut and paste, you know, copy and paste from last year. <laughs> not going to be able to do that this year. Have to go down the road a kilometre and in India, in somewhere that's secure and um and it it and it's the same for everybody No, they don't have to use a control fuel but um every crew and i can has to go to the refuel area
1: and oh my be, air regardless, yes. you know
4: yeah. um, you, you use your own fuel if you're in a historic car or whatever so it, it's little things like this sort of constantly change in the championship and um the organizers all have to deal with this but I think it's reflected in the entry for Galway. Is yeah, and of course we will always every West Cork will have a couple of local people who are not doing Galway. You know, um, the circuit uh, it'll it'll bring you know a couple of drivers out who don't normally do something. So we'll always have that little bit of extra spice added in for each regional event that we go to. You know, so it's the championship is. I really, it hasn't been this good for probably 50, certainly over yeah. 10, 12 yeah.
5: years, Absolutely. probably,
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. End of the 2000s really was just mm-hmm. when it was probably at its healthiest. And um, you went back a further 15 years before that, and it was at its peak again, you know, that period from where Nesbitt sort of 2000, 2002, yeah. up to oh nine. And really, we've only had – we haven't had the numbers. It's still been really, really good rallying and and really, really good drivers. But instead of seven or eight people fighting for the lead of a rally, which I think we're going to have, and we had last year, and we're going to have this year, um, then we've only had two or three people. And it was sort of a sure bet a couple of times that that somebody was going to win the rally. Well, I mean – yeah, we've got favorites for Galway. I mean people like Josh are just on crest of a wave at the minute, you know, but yeah, there's other drivers there and I are really, really knocking on the door, Marion and people like that. it uh, and Galway is the toughest Australia of the year, so the, there's always a surprise in Galway always. Come, um, somebody will upset the Apple cart <laughs> <laughs> and, and like
1: Tony, from your point of view, like you have to try and capture the drama, the, the story. And, you know, you talked earlier about, you know, getting the story behind the story. Like, sometimes it's, it's, it's you know, listening to what the driver's saying, but also picking up on what he's not saying or she's not yeah. saying. You know, that's a, a vital part of your story, your your job as well, is to, you know, to get that that wee unusual tidbit that might develop into something
5: else. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think, you know, one of the things I mentioned a minute ago was, like, not kind of being, for me anyway, not being afraid to ask what I could possibly think is maybe a silly question or, like, a, an obvious question. Like, was that while scary, for example? You know, but that then, like, that is the direct question that when you have, um, you know, when you have drama, we'll say, in a, in, a, in a rally, like, whether it's at the end of the stage or in the service park, it's all you can think about, naturally Mm -hmm. enough. So you're going to want to talk about it. You're absolutely going to want to talk about it. And in order to kind of, what I have noticed over the years, just in life, is that a lot of the time, you know, you, you won't say it to, you won't talk to people that don't seem interested or that don't actually ask the direct questions. And for me, I really feel like, I suppose maybe it's how I would like to be spoken to as well. Like if you ask me something, I'll answer you, you know, um, yeah. I'll always be as honest as I can. So that's kind of the way I approach it. And as you say, there's always drama, there's always stories, but it's just, you know, it's being real. It's forgetting that there's a camera there and forgetting that, you know, there's anybody watching. And if you were standing chatting to your friend and they had just had the hairiest moment of their life like what would you be saying to them or <laughs> if they were just having the most amazing moment of their life what would you be saying to them and for me I think that is honestly how I approach it you know it's just like jeepers that's amazing like how does this feel now Um, and somebody could say oh yeah it feels amazing but the next question will be but are you scared to lose it now because you know you've one stage to go and you're nearly about to win here but like are you scared to lose it and I suppose like that's maybe like an intrusive question or an annoying question, but like that's where my head would be if it were, if I were in that person's shoes. So I think, yeah, you know, for me, that's absolutely like the, it's just, it's, it's, it's the human side of it, isn't it? Like, you know, it's, this is rallying. Yes, but it's like any sport, like there's people behind it and it means everything to them, you know? So I think paying sort of homage to that is like the best thing we can do in this job.
1: Ah, CAR 1, they have a story. CAR 101, they have a story. Like they have, you know, sweat of blood, you know, to get there to that start line. Absolutely. You know, they need the opportunity to, you know, and that's the great thing about the service you guys are providing that, you know, CAR 101 will get the same coverage on, on screen. Uh, yeah. You know, I, from that point of view, I think this has to be so positive and so welcome.
5: Absolutely. And I mean, for me, it's like, you know, the, the top, teams obviously are so interesting and we're all so you know invested and concerned with what's happening there but oftentimes like when you go to the you know kind of the middle or the end of the field or you will have the most interesting stories there about how people finally got the car put back together just in the nick of time or you know like the whole family's invested in it or the whole village is invested in it or something like that or you know this is you know, car number one hundred and fifty two, but like they have put everything in to get into this event. Like mm-hmm. this is their first international. This is and it's just like that's like that's that's incredible stuff. Like you know what it means? It means the world to people. And so, yeah, we've got to look at the top competitors and we have to know what's going on there. But also, like this means just as much to the people in the mm-hmm. middle and in the end of the field as well. Like and it's just that I have to say that's what I adore. About the live streaming is that we have the time to spend with everybody or as many yeah. people as yeah. possible.
1: Yeah, because like Michael, this goes back to you know the your dad with the, you know the the flat cap and the, the pencil and notepad. Like he would have had that story, you know that you know the guy in, you know car seventy two had a tip and he was testing on Tuesday night, and that you know that there was there was four guys worked day and night to have him at the start line, and like you're going to be able to impart that and tell that story during the live stream with now as
4: well. Well, I mean, Tony's absolutely right. That's, that is the beauty. We do, we do have a bit more time. Um, the, I think in Galway, it might be slightly different because it's a more compact route and we do our, one of our pledges is to, to the best of our abilities, we'll try and bring every single stage live. So what that tends to happen is first stage, when they so when a, with a compact route, they're getting to the second stage quicker mm. than, than maybe slightly more spread out, and and Galway is quite compact. Um so there will be a point at the probably like the first leg on stage three, we will go to the service and get fifteen minutes with Tony say, then we'll go back to maybe the end of stage two or the, the middle of stage two, wherever we are, and mm-hmm. get the later runners there. And then, um, to a certain extent, the editor has the choice then to pick and choose. Once we've got these multiple feeds coming in, we can actually pick and choose where we want to go. And we can, you know, the, the not, it's not the fat controller. The <laughs> <you know>, <laughs> they're sitting in the production scene and it's like, right, Tony... And, and it, yeah. is, it is literally a proper professional production. Tony, we're going to come to you in two minutes. Are you ready to go? We're getting this as well on talk back in the studio. And then it will be, uh, we're going to go five minutes with Tony. Tony, can you give us five minutes? Then it will be, we're going to go back to location two in stage two. And somebody asked me in the notes earlier on, is there a plan B? And yes, there is a plan B. If if that doesn't work out, we, we we get we go to somewhere else and and so on and it it's we have because we have this commitment to covering every stage, it means that we can once the things up and running, we can jump to and fro between things and uh, the producers will basically talk to me or Zav or Tony and say we're coming to you, we need five minutes from you or we're coming to you, thirty minutes in the studio. Uh, with a live stream from stage four. And then we'll go back to the service park and we'll talk to some of the later runners. Um, and you know, Chris Chris is a rally is a rally man through and through. His dad was a rally man through and through. He grew he came up through the RPM ranks, but equally they're they're proper rally people. So they know about telling the story. They know about what goes into car number 81 as much as car number 18 the work and the effort it's 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 all relative and everybody it's such a big deal it's maybe a bigger deal for some of the people down the field you know um there it could be their first rally it could be their 200th rally you we'll get that we try as much to get that information and then we try to get it on get that relayed out there by whatever means we can but yeah, it's 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 great that we're, we're able to do that. I mean, there was a couple of events last year that I thought, you know what, everybody got a shout there. It was brilliant. There was people, you know, all the historics got coverage and it's been a long time since that's really been about every a lot of things. I know in rally news, we had to move on. Old student, old rallies moved very quickly. Um, And you weren't able to hang about at the end of a stage. You had to be at the next stage because we were focusing on the top 10. But my dad always made sure that the bottom, the last paragraph of every rally news, we tried to get a human interest story of somebody down the field or try and tell the story of somebody's whole rally. And, you know, we'd go and see them at every service area and say, how's it going now? You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And with the live stream, I think, things unfold during the event and then you've got something to hang your coat on basically you know it could be it could be a mini running car 99 or whatever you had it blew an engine up the two days before the rally and right let's let's see but we'll see how they get on during the weekend but a lot of it unfolds as as the event goes on so yeah but it's it's a great opportunity for everybody but i'll always stress to anybody watching the podcast here you know come and talk to Tony send us your wee stories you know send us a a, a a direct message on Facebook or or whatever you know we'll 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 give you the best shot we can we'll we'll just yeah. we'll be there because people it is all about the people and Tony's absolutely right and she says that. it always has been it's always been about the people always. you know yeah.
5: yeah and that's like I like you mentioned earlier Kevin like the the generations like it's I would say it's two or three generations with um you know the rally buttons for sure because they were dads they were all dads information and they were mine for a long time too like so (laughs) you know I always remember the paragraphs I remember Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to be featured because I certainly wasn't in top tens like but I was lucky enough to be featured in the odd paragraph you know and because there was you know it's it, it was they were so famous, and to get mentioned in was, was just unbelievable. And so, like, it is just so important that everybody, um, I think everybody gets the, the shout, but also that, like, everybody watching or reading or listening, that, you know, they understand the amount that goes into just being at a rally. You know, mm-hmm. if you're standing on the side of the road watching these cars, like, whether it's the rally management point of view, or whether it is the media side of it, or the competitor side of it, or even like some of the diehard, um, spectators and fans that like follow every event. Like, there's so much, um, that is put into it. Like, and it's just, I, I just, it's very important that it's that it's shown and it's talked about. And, um, yeah. personally, that is, I just adore the live coverage for that, you know, and the the fact that we have with leeway, you know we all say like there's never enough time and it's always kind of like i do find um in the service area you kind of definitely would have a little bit less time because obviously the people aren't there for the whole time um and you kind of sometimes you can't get to everybody or sometimes you could have three of the most interesting stories going but then we have to cut to something else you know um but like as michael was saying for sure if you see me wandering about the service park and um you know, particularly in between the live parts, like, um, absolutely, come up and tell me what's going on for your event, like, and if we can, or if, you know, if the times align or whatever, like, and we can get talking to people about their stories, like, we absolutely will, because it's it's literally what feeds the sport, like, it's why we're all there.
2: My, Michael, one of the the features when you covered the Ulster Rally was having that expert analysis, you know, from from Andrew Nesbit and Eugene Donnelly. Are there plans to, to do something similar throughout the year?
4: Yes, I think there are Connor. Um, that was very much um, one of Chris's little um, he would we would post-production we'd have little ideas and buzz them about and everything. Um, there was an event last year Pamela Ballantyne came into the studio um, for for one of the events which was which was fantastic you know she was the RPM old school presenter. I thought she, she needed to go, but I think she would have stayed on. Um, I think on the Circuit of Ireland last year, we had Kyle White in the studio, who was due to do the circuit, had done his recce, and the car broke down the day before the recce. There was a story. Kyle turned out to spend the whole afternoon in the studio with us, which was absolutely fascinating. So with with Galway, we don't have any plans for anyone specifically, but for all the events we're going to try, and get something um, together. The, we, we started out, it was Andrew, it started out as uh, uh, Eugene and Andrew found out that Eugene was gonna be doing the live stream. and Well, of course, the, the whole thing just took, Andrew, in his inevitable way, just took over and it, it turned out it was the best crack ever. Um, but you know, I, I don't know whether I should say this or not, Tony will probably say no, but the whole thing at the end of the last stage, that was all Andrew's doing. It was near his house. He went and he got a couple of bottles of champagne from his own house and he, he did his own thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, as only Andrew can do, you know, I, I met Andrew a couple of years ago and we were out having a bite to eat and, uh, he sort of said something, he said, you know, we did it right didn't we and I thought yeah you did do it right Andrew you did it right you were you were just so impressive in your day and you know when you think back to what Bertie Fisher and the professionalism that Bertie brought and then Andrew just moved it up another level and he still has that commitment and enthusiasm that drove him 20 years ago to become probably I think the year was a Donegal, he was fastest in every single stage. Yes, was he? fast in every stage. I mean, that's like unbelievable. That's an amazing thing for anybody to achieve. Well, he's still got that drive and determination. So I don't think he would need to be asked twice to do 15 minutes <laughs> in the service area. And I know, I mean, he gave Tony a bit of a rest for half an hour nearly, <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I never I'm trying to keep those two boys at bay, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: Look like yeah. So but, yes, total um,
5: character.
4: yeah, no they are. We we were extremely lucky that uh, they they jumped on board with such enthusiasm. It was fantastic. Um, so, you know, there's not an end of stream of people, but we're always looking at maybe somebody extra coming into the studio with a specialist in analysis, or um, if we can get uh, fifteen minutes with somebody on the rally that's special. And each each rally has their own heroes, you know. In West Cork, it could be somebody different. Circuit of Ireland obviously has got a uh, slightly different agenda on the circuit this year. It's obviously the words out that it's going to be based in County Tyrone this year. So um, and be fundamentally run by Cookstown Motor Club, and that will be. I've seen the stages, so um, they're they're very good, and that'll be another very tough one-day rally, I believe. Um, but yeah, we are, we we will. Um, Constantly try and bring um, some interesting stuff in, if it's not uh, actually on the event, uh, pre-recorded stuff. Chris has lots of ideas up his sleeve where he's going to sit down and talk to people and um, in advance of the rally and their point of view for specific events and their history, you know, previous winners or whatever. Um, we've got plenty of material to work with and plenty of great characters in Irish Rally and we'll have no shortage of people we can bring on board. So you know,
1: this is shaping up to be a very exciting. Exciting season ahead now. Um, can you know, really pushing them guys all the best. this is going to be game changer, I think, Connor,
2: isn't it? I think it is definitely, Kevin. And you know, for anybody here listening that wants to, to to follow it, where can they pick this up?
1: Yeah, it's going to be streamed on YouTube via the the Tarmac Championship, their YouTube channel or their Facebook as well too. So that's the you know your portals there, you know, and to complement it as well. At the end of every day, there's going to be like a three, four-minute uh compilation. Uh, it's going to be pop to music, but it's not going to be like, you know, not going to there's no not going to be a commentary as such to that. And then later in the week, then there's, there's going to be a 10, 12 minute wrap-up too. Uh, but that will be fully scripted now too. So uh, you know, I think this is fantastic. Great to see. Um, yeah, wish we'll, we it all really goes really well for you guys. So and also uh, got a chance to cat, catch up with Matt Edwards, you know hear so much now about driver tuition and it's become really popular which i think for me personally i think it's a fantastic you know it has to be applauded because a few years ago it was kind of frowned upon or like almost a taboo subject to even mention it so we thought we'd catch up with Matt and to get his thoughts on that now as well
0: um i think the first thing they expect to get is honesty <laughs> <laughs> um i i think you know the fact that they've that they've been in touch shows that they've got an open mind to start with so i think that's that's a, probably a fairly good start but for me it's a, just an honest assessment of everything that's going on in their in their rally and whether it be the, the pace notes the car setup their personal prep the driving tires whatever it's i go in with an open mind that it's whatever it takes to make an improvement somewhere you know a lot of the times it's one thing a lot of the times it's several a lot of the times, it's something that you you don't think it's going to be. It, it's something you know completely off the radar. So, you know, that's it's it's interesting from that point of view. But like I say, it's a it's a complete assessment of of what's going on in there in their rallying, really.
1: Excellent. excellent. Well, that you know, probably answers my second question. You you know, you tailor it to the individual needs. There's no
0: you don't get in with a set plan. that's no, I, I probably go with a a fairly standardised process for the for the the first couple of runs you know in the car um just to establish you know what things feel like at a lower speed to start with really before going in on sort of like a qualifying lap because if there's anything wrong it normally goes wrong very quickly then but yeah i mean it's it's just a case of like assessing everything that's going on working out where they're comfortable where they're not comfortable where the car's working where it's not working and um you know, the, the open mind thing is very important to to, to that process, really. Yeah, and I um, suppose so that on, open I'll mind just...
1: has to be on both sides of the car as well, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and for, after the first mile on a, a, a reasonable pace run, i probably know what the rest of the day is going to pan out like. Not the rest of the day, but what we're going to be working on for the rest of the day. Because what people do on the first run is normally what their natural approaches on a first stage if that makes sense okay. so you know, all the insecurities all the things that don't give you a lot of confidence they will be evident on the first run on the test like they would be on the first run of the rally and then they're the they're the points that we that we work on sometimes it's the driver that's the first thing to work on sometimes it's the car so again the open mind you have to sit there and just say right what's the first thing that comes to mind right it's driver input or it's car response to a bump or a corner or
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A turn in or traction or whatever. So it's that first mile is quite busy from m- my side in terms of senses what I'm looking for or what I'm feeling. And then the next bit is processing that to work out where to start in in improving it. And again, whether it's the car first or the driver first, because they both they they can both make each yeah. other look equally poor or equally good. <laughs>
1: yeah, so. that, makes a, that makes a lot of sense. And like as a can anybody benefit from this? It's not just young guys starting out. Like somebody that's been rallying for ten years can
0: still come to you and still develop. Yeah, it's it, a lot of the time. It's the case. It's it's equally the guys that've been around a long time they sometimes benefit more because their initial rallying or their earlier rallying was in in different cars. And if they've progressed to an R5, for example, you know they may be, still be driving like they would have done in a Group N car, for example. And the, the you know the driving okay not a lot of the things that go on are, are very similar, but they may have developed from a technique that was, you know, from from an older type of car, or a lot of the time you know some 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 drivers did a lot of rallying without pace notes, and that requires a certain style that you know isn't isn't so relevant in, in the modern cars in in modern in modern rallies. So yeah, it's uh, the the young guys obviously. I like to to start off early with them because you can put the, the basics in really early and build from there rather than get somebody that's done maybe a year and a half of rallying and has got a lot of set, set ways with a young mind that just wants to go flat out everywhere. It's quite hard to sort of tackle both at the same time, whereas if you can tackle somebody with a lot of enthusiasm and put them in the right path early, that's that's good, but trying to tackle somebody with a load of enthusiasm and bad habits in one day is it's quite hard work sometimes. Yeah. And do, do you get great satisfaction at the end of the day?
1: You know, the things that you've shown and, you know, described to them, they start putting that into practice.
0: Yeah. That, they can see the benefit, yeah. Yeah, them seeing the benefit is obviously the, the major reward, but for me, what I'm looking for or trying to trying to achieve is, a feeling or a sensation in the car that I'm looking to feel. So when I know that I felt what I'm looking to feel, I know they've got it. Mm-hmm. And then it's a case of making sure that they repeat that feeling rather than like not know they've had a, a good response if that makes sense. So yes. at the same time, highlighting the the poor responses or the poor inputs or mm-hmm. poor outcomes from an input and and making them aware of that, you know, as soon as it happens rather than doing three miles and say, oh, you know, that corner back there that was tightened and you went a bit wide. Well, there might have been three of them. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, they, oh, they can pinpoint the corner or whatever. Yeah, it's you know, <laughs> I mean, if, if anybody's looked at anything, that if we put up of you know, myself and Jason Mitchell last year, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I, I tend to sort of point out, even in a stage, I even point out the good feelings and the bad feelings as and when they happen rather than wait till the end. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you end up, you know, getting a bit lost as to which one we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why it's quite hard work doing the notes and the driver coaching at the same time in a stage. So. <laughs>
2: yes, I can
1: imagine. I can imagine. And yeah. the, you know, with rallying, like the whole coaching thing has become more sort of talked about now. Like a few years ago, it was almost taboo. Isn't it? Isn't it great to see it finally coming through? It's, uh,
0: it's, it's great for me. It's great for you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I obviously I really appreciate the amount of people that do come to me. It's it's really good, and um, yeah, I say I get a lot of satisfaction out of it. But um, as you say, it, it it's not it hasn't been frowned upon before. But a lot of people have been haven't been receptive to the idea of tuition, and I think a lot of the a lot of the time it's it's ego. To be honest, you know they, they maybe think that I couldn't and somebody else couldn't offer them. Mm-hmm. some d- advice or support but i th- the way i look at it is tiger woods as a golf coach
1: yeah. and the
0: golf coach isn't a better driver a, a better a golfer than tiger woods no.
1: i assume and with ronaldo or whoever you know every like yeah, work, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so and i think it, it it's some in some ways it's a hindrance for me that i've achieved as a driver to be doing the tuition because it, people may think i'm coming in to because i think i'm a better driver I think in a way it's a coincidence. Okay, it's helped me develop the skills I use to to do the teaching. But mm-hmm. I go in purely with an open mind to see what I can do to help. Not necessarily that I could do better. Yeah. You know, for example, I'd love to go and sit with one of the world championship guys and just see, yeah. you know, if anybody was receptive to it to mm-hmm. see what I may be able to help them with. You know, not saying there is anything, but I would love the opportunity to. Yeah, to sit have with a look and see, and, what, yeah. <laughs> and see what I what I could offer because and again it's not saying that I'd be any better, hmm. but I've spent a lot of time watching in car, watching people do it right, watching people do it wrong, and you know have poor outcomes, and you know I wonder why they you know and I, unp- I unpick all the accidents and see what went wrong or why they were losing time or you know a good stage or a bad stage and you know I like picking it all apart from that point of view which isn't it isn't really a lot of the time calling on the driving side of it it's a purely analytical kind of skill set that I've I've sort of developed over mm-hmm. you know well a long, a long time now nearly 12 13 years so
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know that that's what I'm relying on not necessarily what I do as a driver
1: yeah I, it's, it's, a, it's a different skill set it complements it one complements the other but it's not necessarily uh it's, you're not approaching it from a driver's point of view you're coming at it what can I
0: help with here yeah, uh, you know, analytical. And i say with with tires, yeah. you know, with setup, with notes, it's a. It, you're looking at the whole picture, not just yeah. what you're doing behind the wheel in into that particular corner. Mm-hmm. So you know, and the knowledge, the, like the 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 experience I've had with all different areas like that, they're all called upon in the in in the same session, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. So it, it it could be something from outside the car that's. Having an impact in the car, you know, it's it's all those sorts of things that I think I find probably almost more interesting, yeah. the outside factors and psychology a bit,
1: and
0: <laughs> you know, it's 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 an interesting game with with lots lots to it that you know. I it's, suppose it's even your mindsets, as
1: you, know, you get behind the wheel. Then put you put into the wheel of you're thinking about work or you're thinking about yep. you know did, did I feed the dog before I left the house this morning all them things you know can yeah. get you,
0: distract you <laughs> absolutely well it's, it's it's 100% true yeah mm-hmm. and if, if for me if you're getting into a car with anything other than the job in hand on your mind then there is a, a cost somewhere along the line whether mm-hmm. it be a tenth of a second a mile or a small overshoot in the first corner, whatever. That there's always a consequence for something other going on in your head that that needs to, than there needs to be.
1: Absolutely. And then, you know, to take it to the next thing then. Yeah, this, you know, coming up to Galway. Unfortunately, you're not going to be there. We'll catch up on that now in a few minutes. But you're back as the role as Pirelli advisor. Um, is that something you enjoy as well?
0: Yeah, it, absolutely. Um obviously a really good relationship with Pirelli's developed you know over a number of years now and to to be given that sort of responsibility is quite daunting at times as well especially when it's a bit 50/50 and the weather's a bit uh, not not quite um 100% guaranteed but it, it's really enjoyable it 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 helps me as well it's a way of keeping in touch with people and you know on the on the sidelines and obviously I wreck all the stages as well to so that that's you know improving my knowledge base and my experience and you know, just um, you're learning all the time talking to to drivers with the feedback and getting the information, and you know, again, seeing the results and you know, seeing the the product of that work, mm-hmm. helping people as well is really rewarding.
1: Yeah, and like you said, you know, you, you're the stages. Are you rigging it like as a driver, or are you rigging it as a like a tire technician? Are you looking to see the the surface changes that you know the where the, you know dangerous cuts could be or whatever? Is that what it's you're pretty- looking at?
0: It's both. Yeah. As a drive the whole idea was that as a driver, I'd be looking at it to see maybe what I would be taking into consideration
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, from that point of view. So like you say, cuts, don't cuts, change the surface and mm-hmm. changes in the weather that, that can influence the tire choice. And then having an understanding of the range of products and where they work, when they're not going to work. And mm-hmm. even from taking into account a loop of stages rather than just one as well because you have to have a tyre that works on...
1: I have three stages rather than just, yeah, half a one stage. Three
0: stages or... rather than just, you know, and if if there's a, a, a two-mile section in one that re- is really specifically one tyre, but then you've got 40-mile in the loop, you can't then pick that tyre just for two-mile. And, and my job then is to highlight that uh-huh. so that the choice can be made accordingly rather than just go, go for a, a wet, because there's a really wet half a mile in one stage. and.
1: Mm-hmm. Know, ah, perhaps, you're, you're, yeah,
0: you, build time taking the through that half mile or so. Loop, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah, It's all, it's all that that that, that take gets taken into account, mm-hmm. and being able to provide that information to all the Pirelli customers is is important and is relevant. So, mm-hmm.
1: and like, do Pirelli, you know, you also give this feedback back to Pirelli as well? Do they react to that? You know, can they tweak their, you know, compounds or whatever to? Like I don't
0: know as there like an Irish tire or whatever kind of thing. Uh, no, no. The, the the range is is fairly standard. I, yeah. I would say the information definitely goes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say there's specific alterations for yeah. specific countries. I may be wrong, but I, yeah. I would say that mm-hmm. because of the cost of producing a new tire and developing it and homologating mm-hmm. it, it's not something that happens no. that quickly, mm-hmm. although You know, there there, there's always something going on. There's always a an A or B or a C or something (laughs) coming on. (laughs) So, what's the? How's this one a bit different? And you know, there's always a reason. It's always originated from somewhere, and yeah, it's it's interesting. It's evolves a lot quicker than you think. Yeah,
1: and even the you know on the event as well too. Would you find that, you know, drivers would be coming to you and saying, you know, I felt that tyre, you know, was, wasn't working right. Is there something I can change, you know, and with my setup or, you know, is it just, will it just be tyres you'd be working
0: on through the weekend, really? Um, that, That's something that I think is overlooked a lot is changing the tyre, but not changing the car to suit, you know, or, or vice versa, you know, and... Yeah. I'm trying not to give too many of the secrets away. <laughs> <laughs> you end up. I've always managed to sort of link the tyre the choice with a setup and be confident to change one or the other or both mm. for, yes. you know, different loops, different stages, different weather. And But yes, a, a lot of the time it's advice on how yeah. to make a tyre work better in a stage mm. around the setup. Because it's all it all works together as one package, and you know you, sometimes you do have to to change the the setup of the car just to make that tyre choice work a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And you know that's, that's the sort of advice that that's useful to people because I got a little bit of experience in doing it and giving them the confidence to go a direction that they may have thought of.
1: Mm-hmm. And, I know, back in, in twenty nineteen, Craig Green. Come off uh, Malls Gap, and then I couldn't remember what the second stage was. And he started making a few different, you know, a click here and a click there. And never, all the other drivers were all stand about amazed that he was changing his setup between stages. But I suppose coming from the WRC, that was quite normal, and and I think it's become more normal here now as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think you you're almost missing a trick to to be sitting on the same setup all weekend. For example, you know, it's I remember in West Cork in nineteen. I had a, a slightly different damper click set up just for Ardfield because it was so wide and so fast that year. There was only one sort of single width road really in it. And I was worried with the Fiesta being a little, you know, getting a bit long in the tooth there that I was going to get get done on power and you know, with them in a real fast stage, I was gonna mm. I was gonna lose out. But so I I ma- tried to maximize what I could with just I think it was two or three clips on something. Just to give it a bit more stability, so I could try and carry a bit more speed to overcome mm. the the deficit that I felt I had a little bit with the car. And it turned out we were well, we were quickest on the first run, and then the second run was that famous in car where we nearly ended up in the pink house <laughs> towards <laughs> the end. Yeah. So we were, we, like, I think, we were we were fastest then, and well, joint fastest. There wasn't much in it anyway. Yeah. But I think no. we were fastest, and it worked. But the point was, I sort of had the confidence to to change the setup between the stages yeah. for oh. a stage because. There are a lot of the stages in Ireland or, or, you know, around the world that a loop of stages can have three different characters in them.
1: Mm-hmm. And as it probably, you know, the whole psychology of rallying, you know, the other boys will be watching you doing that, going, why is he doing that? And that's, you know, you're talking about into the stage with the clear head. They're starting to think, why is he
0: doing that? And that's a distraction that they don't need. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I quite like making a slightly different tie choice to everybody else that I was confident with because even if, even if I wasn't totally sure myself that it was correct, it would probably play enough havoc with other people to, to have the desired effect, really. So it, 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 is, it is, you know, to, to, to be confident enough to make a change and do something a bit different has a number of effects as well. As long as you're confident that you're doing something that could work, it's, it's, it's worthwhile trying. And, you know, at the end of the day, with the tyres these days, one step in the compound or a couple of clicks in the damper isn't going to make a car from being on the pace to totally undrivable, in my in my opinion and mm-hmm. you know some people are more susceptible to changes in the car or the tyre than others but mm-hmm. um it, it doesn't usually mean that you, you're on totally the wrong setup from yeah. from one one stage yeah. to the next or mm-hmm. one setup to the next
1: right but there's as psychologically you feel better going into that stage you've got yeah. you have the right decision yep so and like you know that then feeds into you know you're pulling on the Pirelli hat this weekend I would say you prefer to be pulling on the rally suit.
0: Uh yeah that goes without <laughs> saying <laughs> I mean we we did try we we tried hard again to to put something together. I don't think it's any secret. I'd love to be doing the Irish Championship again. Um I'd love to go and do any of the rallies in Ireland that, that goes without saying but it's just difficult at the moment to to put the time aside when work is so busy to try and find a budget really and to go and try and find a budget to do that is a pretty much a full-time job and in itself and you know another full-time job alongside and yeah. young family and lots of other things going on it's it's it is hard to to put it all together but um that's not to say I'm any less keen than I have been to to do it but it's just having the resources to pull it all together and and, and make it happen, really.
5: Yeah,
1: and like you know, we, we, we said before, you know, we started recording. You know, you're you're the man yourself, and Ocean Price for the the polo like uh, Exodus here to Ireland. Uh, I think now looking at the entry list for for Galway, everyone's gone Citroën. After your performance in Donegal last year, it's people have looked at the Citroën in a new light. Um, it, that must give you a great sense of.
0: Played in some ways, in in some ways, yeah. But it's also (laughs) a sort of frustration that I'm not there to try and you know and and have another go, really. But um, I think coming back to the tuition thing, I really linking it all together. You know, that was a new car to me, a new new co-driver. Never been to Donegal. I'd never actually had the Pirelli RA5 on a car ever in, in before that weekend, so I didn't really have a lot of known quantities to go with. So I just went back to like the process the basic process that I I teach and I think about and just trusted and believed in that really and tried to chase tried to make the process feel good in the car rather than chase a time. Mm -hmm. And I think it just all I had to rely on was that sense of the the process working and make sure I could, you know, I tried to get into that rhythm as as soon as I could and and, you know, it, it paid dividends again and you know that's that's one the first stage of Donegal's one I, I I watch quite a lot because it it is purely just trying to make the process work.
1: I believe a other... and trust in your system and you made it work yeah. on that stage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you know for, for a first stage, okay, we weren't quickest, but it was I think we were second quickest. But you know with with no, no real known quantities around me, and mm-hmm. um, apart from the the repetition of the of what I believe works.
1: Mm-hmm. and like Donegal must have given you know, you know like I know it didn't end well for you but it must have given you great confidence that, that you could put into place all your systems and be successful like when you think yourself and Callum were quite a way ahead of you know I can't remember who was there starting Sunday morning but like that was probably the, the biggest lead that anybody had had for the whole year it just showed the pace that yourself and Callum were
0: at the whole for the weekend yeah it's it- it was nice. I mean, I, I know we weren't. You know, there wasn't a stage that we were thinking, "Oh, we'll take this one easy and, and have a run through this one, and you know, and t- take another one on it." It was. It was. There wasn't really anything to be, to be given away all weekend. So, it, you know, to know that the process works, the my, my systems work, and my preparation works, that you can go anywhere, you know potentially anywhere in the world and be competitive Mm -hmm. against people with knowledge and experience of that area was really nice and you know it was a a, you know big confidence boost after this you know a decent chunk of time out of a car Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's a similar position to that I find myself in now and it's it's still nice to know that if I got the opportunity to to go and do something that you know with maybe a little bit of a test and and a bit of a feel you, you could be somewhere near but it's just putting all the pulling all the strings together to make all that happens. You know, it, it's a lot of work, as as everybody knows, and uh, it's you know it's just trying to make it all happen again from a standing start. Now, you know, yeah. when like the, the the supports not there at the minute, and it's hard to find. But trying to start from scratch to find that level of budgets, it is really difficult.
1: Yeah, and like, if there's anybody out there, you know, like that thinks they can try and help pull some of them strings, get in contact. With you what through social media is probably the best, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've always tried to do it in a way that benefits people that do help and, you know, business to business relationships and things like that, you know, it's not quite the sticker on the car sort of mm-hmm. way to go about things these days. It's there's, there's all sorts of ways that you can, you know, reward people that, that, that help you out. in you know, and again, that's a, a specific individual approach mm-hmm. I've always made. It's not just a blanket sort of proposal to, to, to do it. And, just try and take each case as it comes and see what you can do to to help everybody out so that everybody gains from it, really.
1: Excellent. Well, Mark, uh, I wish you all the best for the coming season. Uh, God willing, we'll see you on the, the right side of the ditch before too long.
0: Yeah, well, not, so, hopefully not in one again, anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, good, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kevin. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Uh, thanks very much, Matt. I really do hope we see you on—you know—not <laughs> in the ditch, obviously, but yeah, on the on the the proper side of the ditch and and beh- back behind the wheel again before too long. So, Connor, thank you very much. That's season two, episode two, wrapped up. So please like, share, comment, rate—all those things. You know, we, you, you know you keep doing it in your droves, so all appreciate it. And until the next time, take care. Speak soon, and bye. <laughs>
2: I <tries>